Good evening. It's great to see you all here and welcome to those of you who are joining us online. It's great to see you campus again. And as we worship God this evening, there's a few things I'd like us to think about. I don't know if any of you have ever heard someone say this, but if God's real, why doesn't he do something? bit rude really, isn't it? Seeing God made everything that we have, and we only need to go out and see the stars and see how amazing they are. But God did something more than that. God didn't just say, I'm going to leave this world that I've made to turn against me. He sent his son to come here. And he sent his son to be a real person, just as real as the person sitting next to you. So God cared about this world enough to send his son. We're going to pray to him, and then we're going to sing. So let's pray. Oh Lord our God, we do thank you that we can come and worship the one who made everything. The one who knows everything. Lord, you know everything about us. And Lord, we ask that our hearts will be ready to worship you. Lord, as we hear about Jesus today, we pray that you'll help us to realise that he was a real man, but he wasn't just a man. And he came to bring us what we need. Oh Lord, I do ask that all of us here will have a healthy appetite. An appetite that can't be satisfied with everything this world has to offer. Oh Lord, I pray that we will have the appetite that you've given us to know God, to be complete, to be forgiven. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us understand how that appetite can be satisfied. Amen. Amen. So our first song is about how God sent his son, the light of the world, into our dark world. So let's stand and sing. Light of the world, you step down into darkness.
Well, campers, I wonder if you ever sit in somewhere like this and you're thinking, I wonder what I'd do if I was up the front. We're going to pr- I'm not going to put you up the front, don't worry. I'm not going to ask you to answer any questions. But I wonder, for all of us, as we come to pray again, what would you be asking God for? What would it be that's your priority if there was just one thing? Now, there are lots of things we can pray about. And I just want you to have a think. What would it be? What would it be? I'm going to tell you about one thing we'll pray about, amongst others. So, one of the things we're going to be praying about tonight is um, Emily and Kitty Rose's little sister. She's been poorly almost as long as she's lived, and she's in hospital again. And you can imagine how sad that is. So we'll be praying for her. I'm sure there are lots of other things that are on your hearts to pray for that I don't even know about. So do pray along with me as we pray now. So let's pray. Oh Lord our God, we thank you that you know us. You know every detail of our our lives. You know even the number of hairs that we've got on our heads. So you know what worries us. And Lord, you know, we've realised recently there's so much that we can't control. And Lord, we pray that you'll help us to trust you with the things that we can't control. Oh Lord, we pray that you will give the doctors and the nurses real wisdom in caring for Amber May. We pray that you'll be with her family and give them peace. And Lord, if it could be your will, Lord, it would be a miracle But Lord, we know that you're able to do miracles. Oh Lord, we pray that you'll make that little girl better. Oh Lord, it's been so long and it's so hard. And Lord, we don't understand the suffering she has to go through. But Lord, we know you're good and we know that you're in control. So help us to trust you, we pray. And Lord, you know everyone here. You know what we've been through this week. You know what we're expecting next week. And we thank you that your word tells us to cast all our care on you because you care for us. Oh Lord, we pray that those won't just be words that we hear, but Lord, we pray that you'll help us to do that. And Lord, lots of us care about camp. Oh, we pray, Lord, that you'll keep them safe. We pray that they'll have a good time. We pray that there'll be a sense that you are with them. That as your word is taught, people come to realise that you are great and real and that you completely change people's lives. Oh Lord, we pray that you'll be working in the campers' lives, in the leaders' lives, and that there'll be a sense that you are working even now. And we don't just limit that to the youngsters on camp. We don't just limit that to a special time. Oh Lord, we pray for those who've gone away on holiday. Lord, we pray that as COVID has made lots of us tired, oh Lord, I pray that you'll refresh those who are away and that they'll have a great sense of just how good you are. And Lord, as we look forward to hearing John speak to us from your word, we know that your word never returns to you empty. 
And we pray that we will know that your word has spoken to us tonight. And we pray, Lord, that we won't be people who hear and forget, but that your word will make a good fruit, changing our lives and making us more like Jesus. Amen. Right. I want you to imagine something that is almost tragic. No McDonald's. No Domino's. No supermarkets. Because it's really rather hard for us to imagine the, the world that Jesus was in. But that's what it was, it was like. There was no easy way of getting food. So if you didn't have your lunch with you, or you didn't have enough food, you got hungry. Really hungry. Now in a bit, Noah's just going to come up and read um, from God's word about what happened. But I need to tell you what happened before then. There was a whole crowd, thousands of people. They'd gone to hear Jesus. Jesus kept on talking and teaching them. They were really keen to hear him for days. And so for most of them, their food's run out. And Jesus did an amazing miracle so that the thousands of people have been fed. Now, I know what you're like. You wouldn't have been deceived by it. You'd have known whether you got your food or not. And these people were just like you. They knew they'd been fed. And so they come looking for Jesus again just after this has happened. And Noah's going to read to us what happened then. So our reading this evening is from John chapter 6, verse 25 to 40. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not labour for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. They said to him, what, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what signs do you do, you do that we may see and believe you? What works do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna, in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But he said to you that you but he said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives to me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down to heaven, not to do my own will, 
but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of the Father, that everyone who looks upon the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. That's the word of God. Thanks, Noah. Well, in our next song, we're going to be talking about the Word of God the Father. And that's another name that's given to Jesus, as it's God's person, it's God speaking to us. And after this, John's going to come and talk to us. So let's stand and worship as we sing, you're the Word of God the Father from before the world began. subject this evening which I like a lot and that is the subject of food and it points to a subject which I want to talk about even more and that is it points to Jesus. Our main verse is one that was read to us by Noah and it's, Noah, it's uh, John 6 verse 35. I'm going to leave it up 
during our time. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. We're going to look at the surrounding verses as well, but most of what we need to hear this evening is in that great verse. And that verse is one of what's called, and if you've heard of these things, the I Ams of Jesus. So you may know that in the Gospel of John, quite a number of times, Jesus says a very important saying, and he begins it with, I am. In fact, do you know how many there are? There are seven of them. Seven, or you can add an eighth if you look at one that's slightly different. There are seven of them, and this is one this evening. And it wouldn't be a bad thing, if you don't know them, to look up or to find or to Google the other six, because they are seven tremendous, important sayings, which is really good to look at and to drink in. And this is the one we're on this evening then. I am the bread of life, says Jesus. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Now the chapter is full of food, and it's full especially of bread. So if you've got your Bible open, have a a look at John 6. I know it's a long chapter, uh, but have a look, see if you can see food, or even more the word bread around, if you allow your eyes to dart around what we're looking at. I think you'll start to see it there. And I did a little count up and I I found out that uh, food is uh, at least three times and bread is 17 times in this chapter. Of course, the start of the chapter, as we heard, is this amazing miracle, the feeding of the 5,000 or the feeding of the 5,000 plus because that was just the men being counted. And in a way, that miracle is like the ground floor to what we're looking at this evening. What we're looking at this evening, the verses later, this verse and a few others around it, they're built on top of the feeding of the 5,000. They draw on it, they make you think about it. And even more than that, if you like, I can say that there is also a cellar to what we're looking at this evening. And the cellar, underneath, if you like, the feeding of the 5,000, was something that happened in the Old Testament times, when God especially fed his people as they travelled through the desert and for nearly 40 years they were fed day after day with this special bread which came down and appeared called manna. You can find about it in Exodus 16. So you've got the cellar and then you've got the ground floor and then what we're looking at this evening is built on top of that and makes us think about those other things as well. Now, not surprisingly, after that great miracle that Jesus did, the people are keen to see Jesus. They're in their boats trying to pursue him and eventually they they track him down on the other side of the sea or the Lake of Galilee. And you see that in verse 25. When they found him on the other side of the sea, the miracle was still on their mind. And Jesus starts discussing it with them and what its meaning is. Now some of the Jewish people there were not happy with what Jesus says. And they start to complain about the things he's teaching. You get that in verse 41 where it says, So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. 
And when Jesus says a bit more about it, well, the Jews start quarrelling among themselves. You read that in verse 52. Then the Jews disputed amongst themselves, saying... So there's a lot of discussion, there's a lot of debate, there's a lot of controversy in what happens in this chapter. And as Jesus teaches them, he compares himself to food. He compares himself to food and he compares himself to food in four ways. In four ways and there are four things that it would be good for us to think through this evening. First he talks about, let's give a little picture, a bit more food there for us. First he talks about food that gives life. Food that gives life. So food keeps life going. If you go on hunger strike, you get weak. I don't suppose you hope you haven't got any plans for that. You get weak, you deteriorate, you eventually die if you go on hunger strike. In Belgium last month, there were 470 foreign workers on hunger strike. They were opposing what the government was doing about certain things, so they're refusing to eat. And the article I read, which was last month, I don't know what's happened since, some of them were close to death because they weren't eating anything. You see, food gives life. Food sustains life. It's so sad when we see pictures or we hear about famine and people haven't got the food and the pictures of them, usually they're so thin. Food gives life. If you had no food on camp, well, let's imagine you'd had no food since you arrived. Okay, yesterday afternoon, you'd be getting pretty hungry and, dare I say, a bit ratty as well by now. But you'd probably be able to keep going. But come tomorrow, still no food. When you, you know, the bell goes, the call goes, but nothing to eat. Tomorrow, it's weak, it's weak, wouldn't you? You need food to keep going. Food gives life. And Jesus says that he is the bread of life. You see, as I go through these points, part of the verse is going to go in a brighter orange and a little bit bolder, and you can see it there. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Jesus says that in some of the other verses. You can see it if you've got a Bible in front of you. Verse 33, he says... For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Gives life to the world. Verse 57 says something similar. As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. Jesus gives life. Not in the same way as normal bread, He gives spiritual life. Jesus can make you spiritually alive. I like when you plug something in and you switch it on and it starts. I know yesterday you were pumping up lilos and uh, you're connecting it to this pump and why is it going, oh I know it's not going, I'm switching it on. You switch it on, life goes into the machine, air starts to go into the lilo, you have action, you have life. And Jesus gives spiritual life. He, if you like, turns us on spiritually, he makes us alive 
spiritually. He restores our relationship with God. We're not in proper relationship with God. We're separated from God. We're asleep to God. The Bible even says we're dead to God. But when Jesus works in us, and we know Jesus is the bread of life, there is life in our relationship with God. And things which meant nothing to us before now mean something a lot and are precious and important. Jesus is going to say this later on. It's in John 10 and verse 10. It it makes this point nicely. Jesus says, I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly, a better life, a fuller life, a richer life. Picturing a sheep eating lots of plentiful pasture. Jesus gives life. The people at a place called Ephesus They weren't Christians and then they became Christians. And when Paul writes them, he says, and you who were dead, he has made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. We sometimes think, is there life after death? Good question. Maybe a good question to think about this week if you haven't thought about it before. Is there life after death? I remember a CU mission with this title once, Is There Life Before Death? Is There Life Before Death? In other words, is there a real good quality life before death? And Jesus is saying, there is through me. I am the bread of life. Food that gives life. Another point we get from these verses and from our particular verse, is food that lasts. Food that lasts. So they were seeking Jesus, not because of who he was and what his sign pointed to. They were following Jesus, many of them, because they had empty stomachs. And they wanted some more food. And Jesus wants them to have something better. You see what he says to them in 26 and 27. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man, that's Jesus, will give to you. So, food doesn't last itself, does it? It it rots, normal food. So, lots of food, by law, has to have bits of information on it. If you haven't got very good eyesight, you struggle at the packet to read all the different bits of information sometimes that are on these bits of food, by law. It often includes a best-before date or a used-by date. Maybe sometimes cleaning out a cupboard, about time, you know, going through these tins or something like that, and uh, you say, best before September 2018, we better get rid of that, that's been there years. Best before, it perishes. Best before, used by, food, perishes. If you go around the supermarket, a lot of the stuff with the yellow stickers on, which is cheaper, is because it's out of date tomorrow, trying trying to sell it cheap today. Food perishes, it rots. Even the amazing miracle that we had, the cellar, if you like, in the Old Testament, where the food was given by God, that it went off the next day. Food normally perishes. It perishes itself. 
But it also, it doesn't last, if you like, in us. They'd already eaten yesterday, but they're back following Jesus today because they want another top-up, they want to fill up, they want some more food. Now, I don't know who's got the biggest appetite on camp. Maybe, Maybe somebody has sort of shone already as a person with big appetite. I remember on one camp I was leading many years ago and there was a lad called Joshua. He wasn't very big, in fact he was very thin, but he had a massive appetite. Don't worry, he's not here if you're wondering if you know this Joshua. And I I remember how much he was asking about food and we just had a big picnic, I think, on the beach and it was two o'clock and he says, when's dinner? When's dinner? Food doesn't last so long in us. I think of my granddad. And I think of my granddad who had a good appetite. I remember he used to say, I'm never full up, I just have to stop. Big appetite. Once more, I'm never full up, I just have to stop. Well, Jesus says there is a different sort of food that comes from him. There's a different sort of food which lasts and which satisfies Verse 27, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. We have it in our verse, don't we? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes on me shall never thirst. It lasts. It's satisfying. I don't know if you've watched any of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory films. Perhaps you've seen some of those. I don't know if it's in the the newer one with Johnny Depp or not. I can't remember. But the the one that I grew up on, there was was the everlasting gobstopper in. The everlasting gobstopper, which the the children who went to the factory wanted to, to, to catch and get. It was part of the it was part of the test of the whole thing. Never ending goes on and on, always good, always tastes nice. They wanted it. It's going to last forever. I remember one of them saying, I have two of those, please. Well, Jesus can give everlasting life. Jesus can give everlasting life. How many times has this come up in the chapter? So see if you can look down at the chapter if you've got it in front of you and if you can... See everlasting life or eternal life? Well, it was there in verse 27. Food that endures to eternal life. It's there in verse 40, the last one that Noah read. Believes in him should have eternal life. It's in there, verse 47. Whoever believes has eternal life. Uh, What about verse 51? If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Uh, And verse 54 has eternal life. And verse 58 will live forever. Wow. Now, some of you have read this chapter before. You, You know it's there and you've forgotten how amazing it is. Maybe some of you have never looked at this chapter before. So many times Jesus talks about everlasting life. That's what he can give. That's what the miracle was pointing to. The miracle was proving his claim. He fed the thousands to show that he is the person who can give life that lasts 
forever. His, his resurrection would underline that as well and show that he is the person who can give life after death, which never ends. If you have this new life from Jesus, it will never stop. Everlasting life. Do you believe that? I believe that. Do you want that? Do you have that food that lasts? We also have here food from above. Food from above. Now, I'm not, I'm not quite sure where the food uh, comes from, from, from camp. I saw a, a lorry, a van delivery on Friday and Steph and Becky were out. I think it was a Morrison's van. I'm not quite sure. So, but one of these supermarket vans. So your food has probably come from down, down the hill. It's come down from Morrison's. This bread Jesus is talking about is different. This bread has come not from down the hill but from, from above. It's come from heaven. In the Old Testament miracle, we might have talked about the cellar, what had happened in the Old Testament before, they, they were fed um, for 40 years in the desert and the, the bread came down like food. It just came down. It was a wonderful gift. It was a picture of Jesus who was from heaven. Let me read you verse 31 to 3 captures back into the Old Testament. Our fathers ate the manna, that's what the special bread in the desert was called, in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. 50 and 51. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. Jesus says of himself, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. They say that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Well, yes, he was. But he was God's son coming down from heaven, taking on human flesh. Amazing, we can't take it in. Emmanuel, he was called. God with us. I've highlighted the two uh, words. You can see them up there. I'm pointing there because well, I'm looking. I've highlighted the two words there. I am. Because when Jesus uses the word I am, he's not just saying things about himself. That is a, a description from the Old Testament which God uses of himself. I am that I am. So Jesus is saying, I am God. I'm the divine one. I've come down from heaven. Jesus is not just a mere man. He is the Son of God from heaven. And so at a seasonal time we're seeing in Once in Royal David City, he came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all. And we sang nicely at the start, 
light of the world, you came down to the darkness. Food from above. Now, I don't know if you like food from other countries. I don't know what sort of cuisine we say, don't we? I don't know what sort of food you like. We've got a friend who's asked us out on Friday. We're going to an Indian. I'm going to like Indian food. I'm looking forward to that. Maybe you like Indian food. We quite like Italian. Maybe you like Italian. Perhaps you have a chance to do something a bit different. Maybe you don't so much when you're younger. Perhaps you do. Spanish, have you had Spanish? Greek, Turkish, a Turkish place now, isn't there, in, 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 in Krober. Turkish food. From what, from what sort of area do you like food? Well, this food is from heaven. This food is from heaven. It's the best of cuisine. It, it is the, the luxury. It is the real deal. Jesus is the bread of life. He has come down from heaven to give life, to give life that lasts. Well, I've got one more point. I'm not going to keep you too long this evening. I want you to make sure you take in what I say and go away thinking about it. And so this is my last point up here. Food that must be eaten. You need to eat bread in order to get the life it gives. If I, if I said to you, I, I had a lovely meal put in front of me yesterday and I pulled out the plate with the full meal and said, look, this was a lovely meal that was given to me yesterday. It's all there. It's like, stupid. Why didn't you eat it? You need to eat it. It's no good just looking at the meal. You need to eat it. You imagine at camp and you all go to the tables for the food. The food's served up and... Uh, at the end, everyone greed, yeah, it's, it's a great meal. And you look along the tables and all of the plates have still got full with food as they were at the start. You say, you need to eat it. You've got to eat it to do you good. It's no, it's no good just looking at it. You need to eat it. And that's what we need to do with this heavenly food Jesus talks about. He says in verse 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. It's in verse 57. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. 58. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. So, it's bread that must be eaten, it must be fed on. We say, well, well, what does that mean? What does that mean to, to eat this bread, to feed on this bread? Well, again, it's in our verse. You see, I've highlighted two more words. These are the words which are shown what it is really to, to, to eat this bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. We need to come to him. 
We haven't had so many buffets these days. It's not been possible to have buffets. But when, the, when a buffet is on the go, you come. You come to the buffet and you have the food. Maybe if there's uh, plenty at the meal times, I don't know how much food there's been, maybe there's leftovers after you've had your... And it's seconds. Anyone who wants seconds can come. And maybe you're all dignified in your weight or maybe there's a rush, I don't know. But you come to take the food. And that's what it is to eat this bread. It is to come to Jesus. It is to feel, I need, I need what you're giving me. I, I, I need to have this. I believe you will pass it on to me. I'm coming to you. It's to come, it's to believe. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Well, you're believing when you go up to the table for seconds, aren't you? You're, 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 you're saying, well, yeah, they've invited me. Yeah, you're saying the food's good. I enjoyed the first lot. I want some more. You're saying, I'm I'm hungry. I've got room for it. It'll do me good. So you you believe and you come. And that's what we do as we take this bread. We, We do it by praying, really, with a genuine heart in faith. And we we come to Jesus and we say, Lord, I've done wrong and I need you to forgive me. Lord, I can't sort it out myself and I need your cross where you died for sinners to be the place where I'm forgiven. Lord, I believe that you do give everlasting life and forgiveness to those who come to you and I am coming. Do give me forgiveness. Do give me everlasting life. Do help me to live a life lived for you and not myself. I come, Lord, repenting and I come trusting. I know you can. You died for people like me. You are the Son of God who came, died and rose again. You can forgive. You are my only hope. I am coming to you. I'm believing in you. You know, I might put it in exactly those words, but it would be those sorts of things. And what you are doing is coming and believing. And what Jesus says, you are feeding off the bread he gives. You are eating. And as you eat, you live. As you eat, you live. Now, I've got a, a finishing point, which I haven't put up there. Very brief but I could have put up there's a fifth point. And, and it's this, and it's a good one to end on. It's food that's free. It's food that's free. Now, camp has always been brilliant value. I don't know how much you have to pay these days, but camp is brilliant value. But you still have to pay to come on camp because they've got to buy the food and pay for the activities and everything else like that as well. Food costs. Costs at Morrison's, Tesco's, wherever you go. If you go to a restaurant, very nice, but the bill goes up. It costs. What about, what about the food that Jesus gives? What about the food that Jesus gives? It's free. The gospel is free. You don't have to pay. To pay. You, don't have, well, you don't have to do a paper round for a year to be able to pay for what comes through Jesus. I'm going to end with some verses from Isaiah 55, that's in the Old Testament. 
But these are my closing verses and they encourage you to come to Jesus but they also show that it's free. Let me read them. Isaiah 55, 1-3 Come everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? and your labour for that which does not satisfy. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me here that your soul may live. Well, may God give you ears to hear what we've heard this evening about the food that satisfies. We've got a closing um, song and uh, it brings together a lot of these things actually. It's more in terms of Jesus as the living water, the water of life, but you can see that it's similar to the sorts of things we've been looking at. It's not one with the vocals through the system, so it would be helpful if a good number of you can give it a bit of voice. But most of all, hear the invitation in this message Come to the waters, whoever is thirsty. Drink from the fountain that never runs dry. Jesus, the living one, offers you mercy, life more abundant in boundless supply. Let's stand for our last song.
Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the bread of life come down from heaven. We thank you that it gives life and gives life that lasts forever. And we pray that we may be drawn by your Spirit's work in our hearts to come in faith and repentance and to take of this heavenly bread which gives everlasting life. Give us understanding of what we have heard. Make faith in our hearts where it's not there already, we pray. Amen.